Hey everybody, welcome back to the On That's Rough podcast. I'm Tom Eisenberg, and James Harden is a Clipper, and it's going about as well as anybody could have expected. The Clippers are undefeated with him. He's leading the league in assists. Kawhi looks like Pete Kawhi. Westbrook is happy coming off the bench and barely playing. Paul George is, you know, hitting threes and doing cool Paul George things. Zubats is getting rebounds. Everything is great. Oh, oh, what is that? Oh, that's not what's happening. Oh, oh, they're zero and four with Harden and zero and five in their last five games. Oh my God! I mean, who could who could have seen this coming? Wait, this isn't working. The Clippers once they actually have to face real opponents are losing games. They lost to a one win Grizzlies team. <gasps> oh my God, this is unbelievable. Who who could have foreseen this? I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I did, because like I said, I thought on paper at least for the regular season I made them better. Um, I also did think that they were gonna roll with this lineup. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I definitely don't think Westbrook should be playing, period. Just period. Um, I've made my thoughts on him very clear. He's ass. Um, I don't think he's been the problem, but having Westbrook and having Harden and uh, all this stuff at the same time is just no. Like, you trade for Harden, right? You're invested in him. Westbrook's like, what, on a minimum? Barely above a minimum? Like, I would, I would, I would totally get rid of him. At this point, you're stuck with Harden. It is what it is. That's done. You shouldn't have done that. Um, I think it's already, you know, I don't think it's too early to say that. Uh, I think something that the Clippers uh, benefited from in their Kawhi and Paul George era was that they had a lot of forwards. So that, I mean, bleh, <laughs> that made their defense uh, pretty good, right? Kawhi and Paul George, they're, they're still pretty good defenders when they want to be. And they had, you know, Batum or Covington or Morris when he was still good. Last year he became really ass. Before that he was pretty good. Um, so they had all these wings all the time. I feel like they had other players who I can't think of right now. The roster has changed a lot over the last couple of years. Um, originally they had Mo Harkless, actually. But anyway, they had Patrick Patterson. Um, it's been a while. But they had a lot of wings, right? They had a lot of wings. Um, it wasn't, like, a lot of guards. So they always had size. Like, the only guards were, like, Pat Bev and, like, Lou Will for a while. Um, Terrence Mann wasn't really originally in the rotation, in his, the early Clipper days. So that was the team they were rocking with. And it did pretty well defensively because, right, you had size all the time. You know, you did not play, like, multiple bigs, but you had size and length and a lot of shooting. Um, and the Clippers just said, fuck that. We're going to go the complete opposite route. So now their starting lineup is really, really small, right, where you have so you have seven-foot Zubats. Okay, great. And then instead of having the lineup they just had before, right, the best lineup they could have ran before this de- deal was man- Harden, or not Harden, Man, George, Kawhi, Covington, and Zubats, right? So you have that lineup, and then it's six foot five man with his like near seven foot wingspan. It's six nine Paul George, six seven Kawhi Leonard, and seven foot Zubats, and like six nine Robert Covington. And it's like, okay, that's great. All those players can shoot besides Zubats. Uh, all of them are capable defenders, if not more. Uh, they all have long wingspans, yada yada. And now you swapped out Man and Covington for Westbrook and Harden. So you took out a six foot five and a six foot nine player. You put in a six foot three player and a six foot five player. They both need the ball. They're both horrible defenders. Um, one of them is a horrible shooter. The other one doesn't really do catch and shoot shooting. He's more of like a step back. Like I have to have the ball and dribble it five times before I take any shot kind of shooter. So they both really can't play off the ball. Uh, so that's just not you know that's not good. Uh, you took away like all the strength that you had as a team. So now you're starting those two with Kawhi and Paul George. 
So instead of having role players like Mann and Covington who are going to you know, do rebounding, do the hustle plays, like guard the other team's best players, all that stuff, because you just need players who can do the dirty work, the Clippers don't have any of that. Paul George said after the Nets game, I think it was, where he had he had like ten, he had, he had like almost no points. It was some ridiculous. Let's look at his uh, game log real quick. I forgot which game he said it after. It was it was the Mavericks game, I think, or the Knicks game. I mean, I can't remember which one of those it was. It was one of these games. It was either the Mavs or the Knicks game. Uh, he had ten points and eight points in those two games. But I, don't, I couldn't remember after which one he said it. He was like, uh, I'm doing the dirty work, you know, because someone has to. But, like, it didn't feel right. Like, me, I wasn't playing my style, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, yeah, he was playing like ass. Like, you can't have Paul, – Paul George has probably been the Clippers' best player this year. And you don't want to have your your best player or your second best player. I'll, still, I'll give Kawhi, you know, the benefit of the doubt that he'll bounce back later on in the year like he did last year. But you don't want to have your best or second best player – you know, playing outside of their abilities, you know, to satisfy the needs of, you know, a bum role player in Westbrook and an out-of-shape potential bum in Harden, right? I still believe, I still think Harden's actually a good player. Um, I think he's just out of shape, so he looks like shit right now. But Westbrook is just a bum. So you're playing Westbrook and Harden, and Harden right now is a bum. So you're playing two bum backcourt players who already don't defend and don't do any of these, like, hustle things. Like, Westbrook occasionally does that. He... He's someone who you feel like that he should be doing that, but he doesn't. Uh, he gets defensive rebounds. He occasionally gets offensive rebounds. That's really all he does. He's not someone who's like, you know, gonna guard up. Like he's not playing help defense. He doesn't do any of that shit. He just watches the ball on defense. It's fucking awful. Somehow, despite how bad the Clippers have been in these last five games, and they're three and six, their net rating is plus two. Uh, those blowouts earlier in the year really boosting that. Uh, which is funny if you look at net ratings and the teams in the standings. It's, well, we'll we'll get there later. But look at the Clippers stats, right? Paul George is the leading scorer, twenty four game, uh, good shooting splits. He's been good. Kawhi Leonard, twenty one a game, uh, also good shooting splits. Ah, uh, not not as good as you'd hope. Forty one percent from three is great, um, but forty seven percent from the field is a little low for him because uh, he's only making half of his twos, and seventy seven percent from the line is also uh, very low for him. And you got Westbrook at fifteen points per game. And then you have Harden at 13 points per game. And then Powell at 13 points per game. Um, and then Bones at 11 points per game. But Bones is out of the rotation now because they already have too many guards. Like, they're playing Musa Diabetes. Diabate? Diabate, sorry. I almost called him Musa Diabetes. Jesus. Uh, Musa Diabate. Um, I, I, is he, what is he, a second-year center? Third-year? Like, uh, I think he's in the second year. Yeah, he barely played last year. Um... I don't really know what to make of him yet, but that's just, that's tough. I just, th this lineup just doesn't make any sense. You can't have four ball handlers who none of them, like, none of them rebound, you know? Like, even Westbrook, like, he's not really, like, the rebounder that he appears to be. I know he gets rebounds, but it's mostly just, like, he's open defensive rebounds so he can push the break. Like, he's not someone who's, like, boxing out big man. Like, he's not, like, Dennis Rodman. I just, man, this lineup is so fucking weird. Like, it's not even, like, a great shooting lineup either. Like, what, what is this lineup great at? Nothing. They're not great at anything. Um, they just lost to the fucking Grizzlies. Now, granted, that game was mostly just because they couldn't buy a three, and that happens. Um, cold nights happen. But also, like, you're just playing lineups that aren't really that conducive to shooting either. Like, you're playing Westbrook, who can't shoot. You're playing Harden, who right now can't shoot. Like, you have no bench. Mason Plumlee's out for two months or something. He was your backup center. So now your backup center is either Diabate 
or P.J. Tucker, who looks way too washed. Like, he looks super washed. He's so old and slow. He can't do anything. He made his first three of the season, I think, uh, last night, or at least with the Clippers. Um, just a disaster. It's been an absolute disaster. Uh, and then their next, let's look at their upcoming schedule. Is their losing streak going to end anytime soon? Probably not. Um, they got the Denver Nuggets in Denver for the tournament on Tuesday, tomorrow. So I see 0-6 in a row. Uh, then they're at home for the Rockets for another in-season tournament game. What? So they play Tuesday and then they don't play again until Friday? That's, I don't get why the Clippers always have these long-ass breaks. Like, have they even had a back-to-back this year yet? I don't know. Um, can I go back and check? They've had, they've had eight, one back-to-back this year. Um, like, that's, that's absurd. They've only had one back-to-back, and it's already, like, mid-November. I think the Lakers are starting their third back-to-back this week. And then the Clippers have another four-day fucking break. This is such a joke. Um, just me complaining. But anyway, so they got the Grizzlies, the Rockets, who we'll talk about later. Uh, again, any, any of these games really could be a win in theory. I'm not going to say and be like, oh, you know what? The Clippers are going to lose their next 10 games in a row. Because that's it's just not it's not happening. But it doesn't look good. Like, they don't have, like, a, an obviously easy game until Portland on December 11th. You know? That's a month from now. They don't have an obviously easy game for a month. Um, They play the Spurs twice in San Antonio. But the Spurs are a very up-and-down team. So they, they definitely could lose those. They lost to the Grizzlies, you know, in, in Los Angeles. The Grizzlies are not a good road team. Like, the Grizzlies, I think their only other win was at home. Right? Was it not at home versus the Blazers, if I'm not mistaken? Um, Their first win was... No, it was on the road versus Portland. But still, it was versus Portland. So, Portland sucks. Yeah, the Clippers are in trouble, man. The Clippers are in trouble. Oh, it's so fun to watch, though. It's so fucking funny. Especially because all of their, their quote-unquote big four, they're all free agents this summer, too. So, wonder what's going to happen there. Anyway, let's move on. Um, I want to talk about Timberwolves. Uh, their defense right now is fucking awesome. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Ooh, I'm sorry. Had to yawn. Rudy Gobert. Looks like Rudy Gobert again. Uh, I don't know what was bothering him last year. I have no idea what was going on. But Rudy Gobert appears to be back to his usual... You know, Rudy Gobert charm. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, after, you know, kind of a mid-start, having uh, the breakout that everyone was talking about. If I could just pull up the Timberwolves stats, please. Thank you. Uh, and then Carl Anthony Towns, honestly not playing amazing, but he's playing good enough with friends that no one's really noticing. Like Cap, averaging 19 points, 9 rebounds on 45-35-90 splits. But because they're winning so much, I don't think anybody's even... He's got to be a lot better than that, honestly. He's got to be in the mid-20s. Um, you got to get more rebounds. got to shoot better from three. All that stuff. Um, but in Edwards, right? He's averaging 28 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal. 49, 36, 84 splits. Um, still playing good on-ball defense. I think his off-ball defense still needs some work. But he's, what, 22? Yeah, he's 22. Um, it's a joke how young he still is. He's probably going to make his first All-NBA team this year. Good for him. I see people comparing him to Michael Jordan. Please stop. Please stop. Um, that's just ridiculous. So after having, you know, pretty bad two opening games for Edwards, ever since game three in that the Hawks, the Wolves since then have won six in a row. And in these seven games for Edwards, getting 30 points on 52, 31, 81 splits. Like, that is elite right there. Um, he might average 30 for the season. Uh, just things you love to see. 
So good for him, good for the Wolves. You know, having Jaden McDaniels and Gobert and Edwards uh, and Kyle Anderson sliding in there sometimes. Like, it's just it's hard to score with so much length around Rudy Gobert. Because Rudy Gobert was carrying elite defenses when the next best defender on the team was like 32-year-old Joe Ingles or, you know, six foot four power forward Royce O'Neal. So now it's Edwards and McDaniels. Like, that's tough. That's very tough. And Cat, even though he's not a great defender, he's very big. Like, you're not going to find many 7-foot power forwards out there like Cat. Um, so he does help you just with his length. Um, Mike Conley, you know, he's not a great defender at this age, but he doesn't really make all these, like, off-ball mistakes. You're not going to, like, back-cut him or, you know, expose him for being a low IQ defender. You can expose him physically, uh, but not really IQ-wise. And non-IQ Alexander-Walker, he's a solid defender as well. Um, Nas Reed is a great backup center off the bench, you know, spacing the floor, running the break. He's averaging 13 a game, which is crazy. Uh, he's definitely in the running for sixth man of the year, uh, but it's a little early for that. Uh, if we look at the Wolves' defensive rating compared to the rest of the league, that's what I wanted to look at. Uh, how far ahead of everybody else are they? I feel like they're very far ahead. Uh, they are. Wow. So the gap between the Wolves and the second-place Orlando Magic in defense is the same as the gap between second-place Orlando and eighth-place Philly. Um, it's four points. <laughs> Their defensive rating is 101.9. Now, granted, that's not sustainable. Um, again, like last year, the leading defensive rating was like 110. Now, granted, this year might be a lower scoring year than that year. So maybe the leading defensive rating will be like 105 or 106. But it won't be 101. Like we haven't had a 101 defensive rating in probably like a decade. You know, that's just not, um, that's just not going to happen. Uh, there is something you can use called uh, real defensive rating, which is like adjusted defensive rating, which like adjusts for the you know for the given year. So it just shows like how many points above league average you are. Um, I don't have access to that. I just use Basketball Reference, which doesn't show that. It just shows their basic stats. But again, you, you just know that it's not going to be. It won't be like this high, right? Like it's they're not going to be at one hundred one. It's ridiculous. Like even if they end up leading the league, it'll probably end up being one hundred again somewhere between one hundred five and one hundred eight. Assuming that the offense doesn't really, really ramp up. Uh, sorry. So we'll see. Um, but again, great defense so far. I think their offense is also pretty solid. Uh, it's 17th. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, I can't say that's shocking. Like, it's hard for them to generate offense. But their defense is awesome. And that's going to carry them to a uh, first round home court, probably. Uh, this is the team basically I expected last year. Where I was like... Huh, they added Rudy Gobert, like, they have all the size, should be good defensively, Edwards is good, like, this should be, you know, top four seed, and then they weren't, they were just ass, and Cat missed a hell of time, so that hurts, um, but right now, right, they've been, you know, relatively healthy, Jaden McDaniels missed a couple games, he's back, uh, everybody else seems fine, I guess Nas Reed might have a neck thing, but he played through it yesterday, um, and yeah, so as long as that keeps up, they're, they're gonna be fine, they're gonna be a top three seed, um, easily, how do I feel about them as a contender, Assuming this all keeps up, uh, not great. I can't sit here and pretend that I think that Timberwolves like, have a realistic shot of like making the finals or something, because I don't. Um, if the brackets break out right, could they make the conference finals? Yeah, but I don't. I don't really think they can beat the Nuggets. Even I know they just beat the Nuggets, but that's you know it was without Jamal Murray. And it was one game. Um, I don't. I don't really see them as a contender quite yet. Um, maybe they are. Maybe I'm sleeping on them. But I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't feel like they're quite there. Like I don't think. I don't think Ant has like that playmaking chops yet, where he's like really like a superstar. I think he's like that tier below. You know, like I heard people saying he's a top ten player, and I had him at like what sixteenth last year. 
Um, he's probably like the 12th best player right now, maybe. We'll see. I don't have like an li ongoing like list that I'm updating all the time, but uh, I don't. I don't think he's quite in that upper echelon where I think he can carry the offense by himself. Cat um, has not shown to be great in the playoffs. He's improved in every playoff series that he's been in. Right? He was horrible against the Rockets with, when he was with Minnesota. He was a little bit better against Memphis the next time with Minnesota, and then last year against Denver. That was his best playoff series yet. So I'm assuming that he'll be a little bit better this time too. But you know, he's still got to show more. Um, otherwise, it's okay, right? Again, I like the roster. I just, I can't really see contender yet. But it's also, you know, November 13th. So you don't really have to look like a contender on November 13th. Uh, we could talk about that in March. Uh, the Wolves, they played, so they're the only team that's beaten uh, Boston and Denver, which was really crazy. Uh, those were both great games, um, especially that Celtics one. Uh, he was really going, uh, he... Edwards was really going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tatum, you know, playing great defense on him down the stretch. Uh, that was a super fun game. Uh, Wolves games are just, you know, exciting again, which is so weird to think because uh, I started becoming an NBA fan in 07-08. So at that point, the Wolves hadn't made the playoffs in four years, and they didn't make the playoffs again for another 10. So uh, most of my life, the Wolves were not a playoff team. They had made the playoffs once, you know, in like a near 20-year stretch. Uh, they just made it back to back years, but between 2005 and 2021, they made the playoffs once in a 16 year stretch. That is just insane. Um, and now, right, you know, with Edwards, you assume they're going to be a perennial playoff team, um, but they're going to have to build a new team around him at some point, right? Because Rudy Gobert is so much older than him, he's going to age out, and Cat that fit is just not great. You know, that's just, he's just not going to be there for life. Cat is not a wolf lifer, um, so you're gonna, that's going to swap out. Uh, McDaniel's can stay. And Conley's also really old. You're going to have to swap him out. So, I mean, that happens. But it's just interesting to see what those next iterations from those teams will be as well. Uh, but this is a very good team. Um, they have a good chance to win their uh, in-season tournament group. If you look at the groups, again, because I always forget all the groups. Um, because they're not they're not really based on it. They're, just, they're not random. It's based on, like, what their seedings were last year. Where it's like... Every group has a team between here, like, between, like, one and four seed or, like, one through three seed and then, like, a four through six seed or something like that. Um, they explained it, but it's just not... I didn't memorize that. So, if you look at their group, their West group B... No, C. Um, they should win the group. They're 1-0 right now, and they face the Warriors on Tuesday for their tournament game. And then they've got... There's the Kings who are missing Fox... And the Spurs and the Thunder. The Thunder are already 0-2 in the tournament. I didn't even know they played two tournament games. Them and the Grizzlies are the only... Oh, and the Wizards. Uh, the only teams that have played two. And they're all 0-2. So, that's tough. They basically eliminates them already. Um, but yeah, Minnesota, like, they, they have a great chance to win this group. Um, they have a great chance to win the tournament, honestly. With Jamal Murray being out, we don't know when he's going to come back. Like... The, the Wolves could easily win the West part, right? And who's the competition out East, Philly or Boston? Like, I don't know. I like their odds. For that, at least. Uh, again, title contender, I can't I can't go there yet. Not yet, at least. Um, Jamal Murray, speaking of Jamal Murray, so he got hurt. He hurt his uh, thigh, no, hamstring. I was going to say hip, and then I said thigh. Uh, <laughs> what is he, a chicken? Uh, his hamstring, uh, I think it was against the Bulls. Uh... Or against the Mavs. I think it was against the Bulls, like, early in the game. And he's going to be out all of November. Uh, we'll see when he comes back in December. Um, so he might miss all of the end-season tournament. We'll see. He's definitely missing, you know, at least, like, 12 or 13 games. 
So for all those Jamal Murray's going to make All-NBA guys, like he's going to have to not miss another game, basically, when he comes back to make All-NBA, uh, which he wasn't going to make anyway. He didn't have a strong start. Like It wasn't like he was on pace before. He's never been a great regular season player. You know, his best season has been like 20 points and like five assists on mediocre efficiency. That's always who Jamal Murray's been. I don't know why people thought, oh, he had another great playoff run. I'm sure he's going to come in this year and, you know, be a first-time All-Star. And I was saying this all summer. I was like, guys, like, Jamal Murray's done this like five times or he has like some nice moments in the playoffs and he comes back in the regular season and he's just still Jamal Murray. Um, and this is why I don't rank him the same way everybody else does, where everyone else just... You know, ignores his regular season completely, where he's, like, a low-level star, maybe, you know? Like, in the regular season, like, he's, like, worse than Tyler Hero. Like, and that's not trying to be, you know, insulting the Tyler Hero, because Tyler Hero's, like, a good player, especially this year. Tyler Hero, he also got injured. Um, but he's acting, like, 25 a game, um, doing good stuff. But, like, in the, if it was regular season only, like, Jamal Murray's just worse than Tyler Hero. But then come playoff time, right, Jamal Murray, like, becomes, like, a completely different player. Um, and this has happened twice now. Uh, we'll see if it happens again this year. But he's just never been that guy in the regular season. Um, the Nuggets obviously miss him, right? You know, putting Reggie Jackson in his spot is not good. Um, it's not like Jamal is, some, Jamal is some replaceable player. But he's not the superstar top 20 guy that everybody keeps saying he is. I think it's ridiculous. Um, but great player. Uh, he will be missed for however long he's missing for the Denver. Uh, they just lost to the Rockets without him. Um, and they lost to the Wolves without him. Um, you know, those are probably games they win if he's there. They definitely win the Rockets game, at least. Um, they barely lost that one. Jokic was awesome. He had, like, 38-20-12 or something. Just absurd stat lines from Jokic. Um, but, yeah, so Jamal's going to be out for a while. Tyler Hero also is going to be out a few weeks. Uh, I think he hurt his ankle. Um, that's going to hurt the Heat. Although Miami's on a five-game win streak. Uh, they started off 1-4, and and now they're 6-4. and Just weird stuff going on. Detroit's also lost eight in a row which is uh, unbelievable. I didn't even notice, but they've lost eight in a row. That's that's impossibly bad. Um, but speaking of the Rockets, are the Rockets actually good? Are the Rockets actually good? Because a lot of people before the year were like, oh, the Rockets, they added, you know, uh, Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. They're going to have some internal development with their youth, and this is going to be a playoff team. Um, and I was like, fuck no, this team still sucks. And they're 6-3 and three right now, and I'm still riding with this team is not good. Um, they're they maybe not as bad as I thought, where I was like, they, I don't see them clearing 30 wins. Maybe they'll clear 30 wins. Um, I said their ceiling was 35 wins. I still believe their ceiling is 35 wins. Um, now, granted, the West looks way, way shittier than I thought, um, uh, because Memphis is garbage. Utah is garbage. Uh, the Spurs, you know, they're what I, in Portland are what I thought. The Clippers are garbage. The Pelicans, we'll talk about them. Uh, the Suns are injured. The Lakers are eh. The Kings are injured. The Warriors are kind of what I thought. And then the rest of the, you know, Mavericks are actually better than I thought. They're the only team where it's like, oh, wow, Dallas. Like, they're actually, like, good. I didn't know what to think of them. Um, but I still don't believe in the Rockets. Um, like, let's talk again at Christmas time and see if they're still around 500. Because I don't see it, man. I know they just beat the Nuggets. Great win. Um, you know, I'm not, I can't take anything away from that, right? That's a great win. They beat New Orleans, too. Um, they blew out the Lakers and the Kings and the Kings again. Um, although all three of those teams were very injured, but I don't know, like, I just don't, like, this win streak has been Hornets, were terrible, right, the injured Kings twice, the injured Lakers once, uh, the Pelicans, I think they, they, I don't think the Pelicans were missing, any. they missing, what, CJ, yeah, 
CJ and uh, Herb Jones. Oh, and Trey Murphy. They're actually missing a lot of players. But the Pelicans, they have, they, they're so injured, like, all the time. They got problems. And they barely beat them. And they barely beat the Nuggets. That's a really good win. Um, the rest of the wins are not great. Again, win is a win. But, no, I don't. Let's see if they beat the Clippers, right? The Clippers have looked like ass. Um, we'll see if they beat them. They played the Lakers again on Sunday at home. Where LeBron and AD will both presumably play. They won't be. It won't be the Lakers' like six-man rotation again. Um, and let's just see. They play the Nuggets again a couple more times at the end of this month. Um, like I just, I don't, I don't believe in this team. I don't. I like Shingun a lot. Um, I've been talking about him all summer. Uh, Y'all know I'm a big fan of his. Uh, Jalen Green has also looked like ass, honestly. Like, and they're still doing this, which all the more reason to think like I don't. I just don't buy it. Hold on. Where, where are the Rockets? There they are. I was trying to find their. The roster, roster and their stats. If you look at their numbers, right? So, again, Shingun has been awesome. Uh, he's definitely on pace to make an all-star team. Averaging 19, 8, and 6. Uh, great stuff. And you got Jalen Green averaging 19 points on uh, 41% from the field. He just feels like he's the same player every year, which is really disappointing uh, for a number two overall pick. Then you got Van Vliet, who is, you know, shooting below 40% from the field, as expected. 17 points, 8 assists. Uh, the turnovers are really low, which is great. But yeah, he's not an efficient player, you know, okay defense. Dylan Brooks shooting out of his mind, shooting 53% from three. That's not that's not going to continue. That's going to fall off tremendously soon. Uh, Jabari Smith, you know, he's looked like a solid player in his second year. And then the bench, right? Jayshon Tate does like all those hustle plays. Eamon Thompson, Tari Easton, they're all kind of like these similar like defense, defense first like hustle players. You got old man Jeff. Um, and then the deep bench is kind of non-existent. Jock Landale is not getting, like, any PT, which is weird. Uh, they've been running, like, Jeff Green at center, or, like, Jabari Smith at center, or, like, at backup after, uh, behind, uh, Shingun. I don't know why Jock Landale is, like, not really playing. Um, he's only getting, like, 11 minutes per game. Like, I guess, I mean, how many minutes did I really expect from him? Um, Yeah. I had this ordered in the wrong set. He's actually playing. He's playing about what I thought. I don't know why I thought he was playing no minutes. I was looking at his points as his minutes. I was like, he's playing two minutes a game. Um, yeah, eleven minutes a game. That's that's okay, I guess. I thought he'd play a little bit more, but yeah, I think he's a solid backup center. Uh, Cam Whitmore's not playing at all. Basically, he's played like twenty-five total minutes this year. Um, I kept get hearing from Laker fans about, oh my god, how did they not take Cam Whitmore? He was a, a can't miss prospect, and he's you know in his twenty-five minutes he's looked like garbage, and he's mostly in the G League. Uh, it's not to say he won't be a good player, but, like, the Summer League overreactions are crazy. Looking good in Summer League doesn't mean anything. The Summer League MVPs, half of them don't even make the NBA by their fifth year. Uh, they don't get a second contract. But, yeah, so the Rockets, again, you're a team led by Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, right? I know they're not your best player, but, like, they're two starters who are both routinely shoot under 40% from the field. Uh, Dylan Brooks is notorious, has a bad attitude. He's a bad teammate. He can't shoot. I don't know how he's shooting well in nine games. But, like, the regression is coming. I do like Vayton, oh, not Vayton, like Shangun. I like Jabari Smith. Jane Green has even been playing well. Like, he's also inefficient. I just, you look at this team, like, why, what, Shangun is, like, the only reason to believe in this team. But, like, is he that transcendent that the Rockets are going to be, you know, this great team? I don't think he's there yet. If ever, right? Like, I think he's, like, you know, clearly has all-star uh, potential. But, like, does he have more than that? I don't know. Um, does he have, like, superstar potential? I wouldn't say that. Uh, it's plausible. Like, I, I can't really see him becoming, you know, even Jokic light. Uh, I do think he's already better than uh, better than Sabonis, though. He's better defensively. Uh, he's not the rebounder Sabonis is. He's a much better passer, though. Um, better post score. He's just better. 
Um, Sabonis is a bitch. I, I hate Sabonis. But yeah, so the Rockets, uh, if, I, if, if I had to pick, I would say I don't believe in them. I still see them as like a 30 to 35 win team. Because um, again, it's early. I'm not going to overreact to them, you know, this five game win streak against mostly bad teams. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers is another team that's been doing really good lately. Um, and they're, they're fake in a different way where their regular season success is very real. Uh, you have Maxi with finally having the breakout year I've been hearing about for what feels like 20 years. Um, and then Joel Embiid, you know, doing Joel Embiid things, getting free throws every time he misses a shot, and then, you know, making a bunch of middies. Uh, Kelly Oubre got hit by a car. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, but he's been great for them when he was playing. He'll come back eventually. Tobias Harris has been good. Uh, I like Melton as, like, the second guard, you know, to be your point-of-attack defender. And Batum and Covington have been good additions as well, having some real forwards besides just Tobias Harris. Because before it was, like, Tobias was, like, the only forward and was, like, a bunch of guards. Um, yeah, I think the Sixers have obviously won the Harden trade by getting those picks, um, or just having Harden out of there, letting Maxi shine. Uh, it's been much better for the team. But this team is a second-round ceiling. Like, we know what it is. Like, I don't want to really harp on their parade because they've been awesome, right? There's a chance that they'll be the best regular season team this year. I wouldn't bet on it, but it's possible. Um, I still think Boston's going to surpass them and they'll be the best team in the East uh, in the regular season. But, like... Uh, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Um, I don't want to hop on their parade. That's what I was saying. But it's a second round ceiling, right? When you're when you're a team led by Joel Embiid, right? Your ceiling is a second round. It just is, like, because you know Joel Embiid is going to underperform or get hurt, one or the other or both. Um, but I, I'm not going to assume he gets hurt. He actually didn't really get hurt last year. Like he did, but he didn't. He played. It was something he could play through. It wasn't like he missed the games. Like even when he's like playing, right? He just he plays like shit. So it's like, okay, is Maxi going to carry you into second round to the conference finals? Like, against who? Like, even when they lucked out and they got to face the Hawks in the second round, where it was like, oh my god, like, that's a pretty, that's like basically a first round opponent. Like, this Hawks team is not, like, some crazy good team. Like, here's your chance to get to the conference finals and you don't get to, you don't have to play Milwaukee. You didn't have to play Boston, who wasn't good that year. Um, you don't have to play Brooklyn. Um, and they still couldn't make it. So let's look at the East, right, and the teams that they could possibly face in the second round and who, who I think they would beat, right? So um, right off the bat, I'm, here are the teams I'm eliminating from possible second round contention. Detroit, Washington, Charlotte, Chicago, Toronto, Brooklyn. All right? I think those teams have no shot of making the second round. Um, so the other nine teams that they could face, or eight teams, are Boston, Indiana, Miami, Atlanta, Orlando, even Orlando is kind of a stretch, but I'll, I'll throw them in there. Orlando, New York, uh, Milwaukee, and Cleveland. So out of those teams, who do I think that they would have a good shot to beat, right? So who, let's see, actually, let's see who they would definitely not beat. They're not beating Boston, no shot. They're not beating Miami, no shot. They're not beating Milwaukee, even with how bad they look, they're just, it's not happening, no shot. I'm going to go ahead and say they're not beating Cleveland either. Um, I, I like Cleveland's size against them. So that's one, two, three, four teams out of the eight that I think they have no shot. And then it's Orlando to be again. I doubt it'll be in the, uh, that it'll be them in the second round. I just think it's plausible. We'll just eliminate them too. Forget it. Um, Atlanta. They lost to them before again. But again, it is Atlanta. Like I'm a I'm a pretty big believer in Atlanta. But they're not someone who I'm like oh like this is a conference finals team. And that's really the issue. Indiana. They, they could probably beat them. Their defense is so bad. Um, but again, like, what are the odds like some of these teams that Philly really could be are going to be in the second round against them? Um, it's pretty low. 
it's pretty low. It's too early to like look at the standings and be like, oh, right now they would face, you know, the winner of Miami Atlanta in the second round, which they'd probably lose to. I don't know. They would find a way. Uh, they do have Nick Nurse now and not Doc Rivers, which helps. Um, he's a much better coach. But, you know, until I need to see it to believe it with Embiid. Um, I just do. So I'm not going to buy them as a contender because of that. Um, if they finally, you know, if Joel Embiid actually has a good playoff run, right? Because if Embiid can be good in the playoffs, then yeah, they have a, a valid shot of contending. Um, if they make a move. Again, I still, I can't see them winning the title with this roster. They could make it out of the second round if Embiid just doesn't choke. But just Embiid being, you know, like a good, solid playoff player is not enough to be Boston, I don't think. Um, I don't think it'd be enough to be Milwaukee if they ever get it together. Um, or whoever comes out of the West. So... I still don't believe in them. I think the regular season is legit, though. It's not like the Rockets were. Like, I think the Rockets will be, like, under 500 by Christmas. Like, Philly, you know, they could be the one seed all year. But, you know, I just... You know how I feel about them come playoff time. I don't think I need to reiterate it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I just... I got to see it to believe it with them. They're not a team that they're going to get any benefit of the doubt from me. Not at all. Um, another team I want to touch on is Dallas Mavericks. Because they were a team that was very hard for me to predict coming into the year. Because it was like, okay, last year they looked really, really bad once they did that trade. Um, they did improve in the offseason, right? They got Grant Williams and Derek Jones, um, Derek Lively, you know. So they got pieces like that, which was nice. But I still don't know what to make of it. Part of me was like, okay, it's a Luka-led team, right? This team should be, you know, at like a 45-plus win team just for that. But last year was stuck in my head, and I didn't know what to think. I honestly don't even remember what I picked under over-under. Um, I think it was like 37 and a half. Um, that feels low, though. I really don't remember what I picked. I should have looked beforehand. Um, I'm not going to look now. But whatever, if I picked if I picked over, then I was right. Great. If I picked under, then I was wrong. Oh, well. I, I'm not, I don't want to check right now. I just don't. I don't know what it was. But regardless, they were a hard team to predict. So I can't sit here and say, even if I picked under, right? I can't sit here and say, oh, this 8-2 and two start is shocking. But at the same time, it's a little surprising because I didn't, even even as good as I thought they could be, right? I didn't think top three seed wasn't really in my mind. I thought they were going to be between four and ten, probably. I thought the odds of them missing the play-in were really low. That I don't know for sure, but I thought they were going to be between four through ten. Right now, they're number two. Uh, again, it's early, um, and their schedule hasn't been insane. But I, I think it's you know I don't think it's been like super easy. I don't think it's some cakewalk schedule. They have the best offense in the West, second best in the league, right behind Indiana. Man, Indiana's offense is crazy. And their defense is so crazy as well. Like, Indiana Indiana has the, the 27th ranked defense in the first offense. Dallas has the second best offense and 23rd ranked defense. Um, Dallas is also pretty high up in net rating, but it's too early to look at net rating. Um, again, before, like, early December or, like, Christmas, it just it's well, the samples are way too small. Um, but, yeah, they're really good. Kyrie wasn't even playing well the first few games. He's turned it on the last couple games. Uh, looked much better. Uh, I like this team. Definite playoff team. Uh, I don't think it's too you know early to say that. You have Luka, and the team looks you know competent. Um, I still I still would like Jason Kidd to not be there. Like I'm just not a fan of his as a coach or a player. Or, or I'm not a fan of him as a coach or a person. Uh, great player, but um, yeah, they're a good team. Um, they're not a contender. Again, their defense is just not good enough. Like you you have to be a top ten defense really to win the title. I know the Nuggets were not quite there but they also like took off like the last like month of the year uh they were pretty close with top 10 defense um and their offense was awesome dallas is like not even close they're 23rd in defense so i don't i don't see it like that 
But again, they're going to be a good regular season team. You know, maybe make the second round. Uh, depend depending on how the rest of the West shakes up. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm a believer in the Mavericks' offense being relatively legit. I think their three point shooting uh, is going to fall off a little bit because I think they're shooting like kind of an absurd number right now, forty percent as a team. That's a little high. I think that's going to fall off a little bit. So maybe like thirty seven percent. But yeah, I believe in them. Um, they could definitely have the best offense this year. Um, last couple of things I want to touch on, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, and the Pelicans, but mostly Zion, uh, I don't know what's wrong with him, he just does not have the same burst or, uh, lift that he did literally last year, um, like, he just looks way, way worse athletically, uh, which is not something you generally see at such a young age, like, he's 23, like, this is like Blake Griffin after 2014 coming back for 2015, where you're like, uh, what the fuck was that? Um, like Zion, the numbers also reflect it. He was in his first three years, right, where he played like 100 total games. In his first 114 games, right, 26 points per game, 61% from the field. And then in his first eight games this year, 21 points per game on 51% from the field. That's a big, big drop off. Um, his shooting at the rim, and he, he only takes shots at the rim, too. Like, percent of his shots from zero to three feet, they were actually lower this year. In the past, they were about about three quarter, two thirds to three quarters of his shots were within three feet. This year, it's just under half. Um, actually, his field goal percentage at the rim is about the same. So I guess he's just not getting to the rim as much because it's way more shots from three to ten feet that he's not making these like floater type shots. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just does not look the same physically at all. Um, it's really sad to see. That's literally what happened to Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin had a lot of injuries early in his career. Uh, he actually started off really durable. I think Blake Griffin. He missed his first year, but then after that, he played three or four years in a row where he didn't miss a single game, um, or no, he barely missed games. So Blake Griffin missed his full, first full year, 2009-10, and then from 2010-11 to 2013-14, those first four years, he only missed four total games, right? In 2014-15, he looks way worse than 2014. He misses 15 games. 2016, he comes back, again, looks about the same as last year, misses more than half the year. And then, you know, basically after 2014, he just never looked the same athletically. And he kept getting injured. He got injured in 2015, in 2016, in 2017, in 2018. 2019, he was healthy for Detroit. Had one of the best years of his career. Played through injury in the playoffs. And then he fell off a cliff. And he was never the same player again. Um, like, since since Detroit, in 2019, in the last five years, he's played 161 games. Um, or last four years, I guess. Uh, and now he's probably going to retire. He's not even on a team. Um... So, again, I don't know if that's exactly what's happening to Zion. Blake was also a little bit older, right? When it happened to Blake Griffin, he was 25, not 23. So, slightly older. But, yeah, the Zion thing, Gary, uh, you hope that it's not, like, the Zion that we used to know is gone, you know? It's not like he's bad, but, like, he clearly looks worse. Also, just could be, you know, a bad eight-game stretch where he's kind of, like, he looks that way. But I don't know, like, he just he's not getting, like, the dunks he was getting. Like, he doesn't feel as fast. It is early, I don't but it's also why part of why the Pelicans have been, you know, they're four and six, I think. Yeah, like that's a big part of it. You know, they were really first of all they're very injured. CJ McCollum's going to be out for a while with his lung thing. Uh, I think collapsed lung. Ingram's missed a bunch of games. Uh, they obviously were Herb Jones has missed games. They haven't had Trey Murphy this year. Larry Nance has missed games. Alvarado I don't think has played yet. Um, but they've lost five in a row. They were four and one. I didn't even realize they just lost five in a row. Uh, they lost to Atlanta. Uh, who's a good team, I believe in them, Denver, a good team, Minnesota, a good team, Houston, a fake good team, uh, and then Dallas, a good team, so honestly, it's been a tough schedule, um, the only game they should have really won here was Houston, 
The other games are all tough. I can't really blame them for losing this. And their next, their upcoming schedule again is Dallas, Dallas, Denver, Minnesota. Um, oh no, Dallas won. Sorry, they played one of these. So Dallas, Denver, Minnesota are their next three games. Two of them are interesting tournament games. This might be an eight-game losing streak quick. Then they got two games in a row against the Kings, who maybe will have Fox back by then um, before they get Clippers, Jazz, Jazz. So they got a tough stretch coming up. Um, this could easily be an eight, nine, or ten-game losing streak. Um, I hope not, but it could be. So that's a tough spot. Uh, and then the last team I want to talk about this week is uh, the Warriors. Uh, I had a lot of Warriors fans, uh, or I saw a lot of Warriors fans talking about how awesome they are, and I was like, oh, we're obviously better than last year, all offseason, which was stupid, and then when they got off to their hot start against mostly injured or shitty opponents, they kept saying that to me, well, not to me, but just in general, um, but I was seeing it, it was like, oh, yeah, we're, what, what, what did they start, they were 5-1, and one. I was like, oh, yeah, we're 5-1, and one. you know, we beat the, the Kings, that was a good win, then they beat the, the Rockets, who I don't believe in, and then the Pelicans without Ingram, and then the Kings without Fox by one, and then the Thunder without Shea by two. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, we're five and one, blah blah blah. And it was like yeah, again, bad, bad, like not bad wins, but like barely beating these like you know pretty bad teams. Like if you're winning, again, beating the Kings that second game of the year, great win. Beating the Rockets, you know, a win is a win. But then it's like you beat the Pelicans without Ingram, like eh, I'm not super impressed. I'm definitely not impressed with the next two, which is the Kings by one uh, without Fox who have looked terrible without Fox, and then the Thunder by two without Shea, um, who have looked mediocre even with Shea. Um, and then they've lost since then. They beat the Pistons, but then they lost to Cleveland, Denver, Cleveland, Minnesota, and then they play Minnesota again tomorrow. Like, the thing about the roster is actually they've been better with Steph off the court. Um, it's just because their bench has been good with Chris Paul leading it. Um, more so than just like, oh, what's wrong with Steph? Steph's awesome. He's still awesome, um, even though he's old. Like, I don't know. That fall-off is just never going to happen, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's kind of like, wow, he's 35, and he's still awesome. Like, who knows? He's having one of the best years of his career right now. He can't miss. Um, they're actually way worse with Steph on the court. But, again, that's just a, a product of their bench being good, um, which is just, you know, your bench being better than the opponent's bench. So uh, that's why I don't like on-off. I think it's silly. Like, the starters are all generally negative because um, Chris Paul has been doing a good job leading the bench unit. But again, Chris Paul looks very washed. Like, yeah, he can pass. We knew he could pass. His defense is not there. He can't cook anybody off the dribble. He doesn't take shots. He doesn't make shots. Like, what is Chris Paul averaging in points? Uh, he's averaging 8 points on 36% from the field, 16% from 3. Wiggins is averaging 10 points on 15% from 3. Clay Thompson has been asked, too. Where is he? Averaging 16 points on 42, 35, 83 splits. Um... Only one Warrior player besides Steph has hit the 20-point mark this year, and it's Dario Saric, who is their seventh leading scorer. Um, like, their team has just looked bad, even though, like, the bench lineups have been doing good. Um, the team has just not looked good. Steph's the only guy who's looked good. Like, Kaminga, his breakout year, he's playing like shit. Clay Thompson, you know, when he had, like, a really great second half of the year last year, I was told he could have a career year at age 33. He looks like shit. Wiggins is having the worst year of his career. Draymond is, you know, fine. He's actually making threes, which is interesting, but he's fine. He hasn't looked great or bad. He's just, you know, I don't think his defensive impact has really been felt, but, you know, he's there. Chris Paul looks very washed. Sarge is, you know, a good stretch five, but defensively he's awful. Uh, Moses Moody, you know, looks about the same as he did last year. Like, he doesn't look like a great player. He's not like a real rotation piece. You know, he's like a low minutes, like eighth or ninth man still. Uh, and Gary Payton the second again is fine. Like brings athleticism, some defense. Looney is good too, but 
I don't know, man. I like Pods. He doesn't really play enough. I feel like he could have a real role on this team. But, like, this is not a great team. Again, it's basically the same team as last year, but worse. That's how I felt. Because it was like you swapped Poole for Washpaw. And Poole's looked like shit, too. Um, not to say he's looked good. But I think the really the biggest problem here... I think actually Paul's been good for their bench, though. I think really the problem is, A, Chris Paul can't make a shot. B, Clay and Wiggins have played like ass. If you fix the power, if you just fix, even if Chris Paul still is like very washed and can't make shots, if Clay and Wiggins can just make shots, it's gonna make a huge difference. So yeah, Wiggins and Clay have been that bad. Like they have to be, you know, at least a little bit better. Like this is just historically bad. Um, I think just that alone would, you know, change the Warriors' trajectory um, a little bit in the positive direction because like when Wiggins is shooting fifteen percent from three, when Clay, you know, is averaging sixteen points per game. Missing layups, not really doing anything, and Chris Paul shooting 16% from three. When it's when it's that bad, that's like untenable. So you know if they if they all those you know if Wiggins plays like he did last year before disappearing for half the year, and if Chris Paul can you know make 30% of his threes, I mean that's not even asking for a lot. He was a great shooter before. I get he's old, but man, it's tough. He has no legs. Oh <sighs> yeah. If that, if that doesn't change, they're not, they're not doing anything this year. I mean, I don't think they're doing anything this year anyway, but they're really not doing anything this year. Like, that's like a first-round exit, play-in exit um, type bad. Like, Steph, Steph can't carry the team alone. And Steph is shooting out of his mind. Like, even for Steph, 45% from three is ridiculous. On 13 attempts, like, he's on pace for, like, 400 threes or something. Um, it's just insanity. So, uh, that's it for this week's All Answer Off podcast. Um, I will see you guys back here one week from now, uh, next Monday. So talk again then. Later, guys.